What's up, you guys? I am Micah Folsom, and you're listening to the Do Your Crap Podcast. I was overwhelmed, uninspired, and unfulfilled, and I knew there had to be a different way to do life. Turns out, there totally is. And I found my calling in helping people learn and do the unsexy habits that build a legendary life. Each and every week, I'm going to help you bust through the crap that's holding you back and break down the simple habits and mindset shifts that will help you rock every aspect of your life. Are you ready to do the things that most people won't so that you can live the life that most people can't? Here we go. to the Do Your Crap Podcast. This is your host, Micah Folsom, and we have a special guest with us today, and we are digging all into business and finances and the nitty gritty and the important stuff that so many entrepreneurs get into building their business and they have no idea how to manage their funds and difference between profits and revenue and, and all of the things that can really hold you back from creating epic amounts of success if you don't educate yourself and if you don't empower yourself, if you, if you don't feel equipped to handle these things. So this is why Melissa is on our podcast today and she is going to help you immensely. All right. So meet Melissa Houston. She's a CPA, a CGA, and the founder of the Business Society blog and podcast. She has over 20 years of experience working in business accounting and she's worked with um, startups, government, not-for-profits, public accounting firms, corporate accounting, like so much experience. It ranges from corporate tax to personal tax, tax credits, internal controls, risk management, auditing, just so many things. And she's found that she loves combining her level of education and experience. And she realized that she loves teaching entrepreneurs how to manage their business finances so that they can have more information and resources and and really feel empowered and equipped to build the business that they are capable of. She is a regular contributor at Forbes and entrepreneur and writes about managing personal finances and business finances. Managing business finances is, is an essential skill for all business owners. And Melissa believes in the responsibility to share information and inform business owners. So that is why she is here. You guys are in for a treat. Grab your notebooks. I promise this is going to be worth your time. Let's turn it over to the conversation. All right, Melissa, I am so excited to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited about this conversation that we're going to have. Me too. We were chatting a little bit before this, and this is, this is going to be a powerful conversation. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs get into their business and they kind of jump in with two feet and then income starts coming in and they start making some money and they have business expenses. And then they're like, holy moly, like, I don't yeah. even, how do I manage all of this? What's smart? What's not? What's all of that? So I really want to bring all of this to light and help them feel just empowered and excited about the growth of their business. But before we dig into all the good stuff, tell us more about you, your experience, your story. How did you get into all of this work? Yeah. So I definitely became an accountant by accident. Nice. <laughs> My first career was actually, I was a social worker and I loved that, but I also realized that it was a very high burnout, very stressful, mm. uh, career path to be on. Yeah. So I decided after six years, I would go back to school and, you know, do something a little bit more conducive to, you know, 
having a home life and, and a career and stuff and reduce the burnout potential. And I knew I wanted to be in business, but I didn't know exactly what route to take. And my dad said, why not accounting? And I said, okay, why not? And that's kind of how I ended up there. And I ended up liking it. Um, I pursued my higher education, got my CPA, went through all the training and the experience and got designated and stuff. And realizing working with business owners, I could see, first of all, that I missed helping people Mm. because when you're stuck behind a desk in some cubicle, you know, back in fine, you know, in the accounting department, nobody knows you're there. Like it's just, it's not a very interactive position and working with the business owners face-to-face, I realized that there was such a gap of knowledge between what your accountant tells you versus what you have learned as a small business owner. And that's why I created She Means Profit because I wanted to help business owners understand without the intimidation, Mm -hmm. without the, you know, the accountant that's not going to meet you at your level and speak to you in terms that, you know, you would understand. And I really wanted to educate business owners on why it's so important to know your numbers because 82, and this is a scary statistic, but it's a statistic that I always say, because 82% of businesses fail due to financial mismanagement. And if you take the time, and it's not a lot of time, if you just take that time to invest, to learn how to look at your finances as a high level, you know, Mm -hmm. as a business owner, no, I'm not teaching you how to be an accountant or anything, but just look at it as a high level, then you can reduce that statistic significantly. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I love it. So what are, what are some of the things? Cause I feel like this is such a catch 22 people get into business. They're so excited to make income and build this business that's profitable. And then they're like, Holy crap, money's coming in. And now it stresses me out because I have to be responsible for this. And I, if it comes in, then it can go out. And what if I lose it all? And, and all of this money mindset stuff starts to happen. Yeah. Money mindset is huge too. Oh my gosh. So huge. And then I think a lot of the fear around, well, I don't know how to manage all of this new money and what, like what's smart investments and what's not like foundationally, what would you say to the entrepreneur who's might be in that kind of cycle of like, I want to grow, but it kind of scares me. I'm kind yeah. of scared of success. Yeah. What, what are some things that they can be aware of and pay attention to, to help them feel more kind of in control of the situation and knowledgeable about what's going in and what's smart and what's not? Yeah. And this is such a great question. I'm so glad you asked it because for that reason, I created the five-step cash confident framework that I take my clients through so that they understand not everything about accounting, but just what you need to to understand to, to make sure that you're making smart and profitable business decisions. Yeah. And, um, as a result of that, I also have a book coming out. It's called awesome. cash confident. It's been published through Simon and Schuster. So I'm really excited about that. Oh, cool. Congrats. 
And it's based on that five-step cash confident framework, and it'll, it'll be out in stores in May. So awesome. I'm hoping that if you have any confusion about, you know, what you should be doing as a business owner, grab that book. And so what I've done is I've outlined five easy steps that show you, and the first step is money mindset, hmm. right? Money mindset so important. It's the first step, and you really need to get yourself aligned with what you want to accomplish is through your business. And so many women I find, and many men carry these mindsets that hold them back because they're afraid of numbers. They're afraid of looking at their numbers. They attach their self-worth to their numbers. They're not looking at the numbers for what they are. And really it's just a tool. And it tells you, it's giving you feedback on how your business is doing because your numbers don't lie, right? It's probably going to be the most honest feedback that you're going to get. And you need that feedback so that you can correct what you're doing wrong. And we all make mistakes and you're going to continue to make mistakes in business until, you know, the day you close up and it's just part of being a business owner. But if you're not aware that you're making these mistakes and these mistakes are leaking money out of your business, you're leaving money on the table. So it's really important to have a, a look at that. I love that. And I love that you brought up right away. Like numbers are just numbers. They're data. They're like, okay, they're, they're objective. You can just take them for what they are and learn from them and course correct. So many people get so attached, just like you mentioned, like I'm either good or I'm bad. And these numbers are telling me that they're like reminding me that I'm failing. They're reminding me that I'm not owning up to, I'm not pulling the numbers that I said I would. And so therefore, da, da, da. And it's like, when you have that sort of attachment, it's going to be impossible to break through and like continue to grow and learn from them. But looking them, looking at them from that objective, like, okay, it is what it is. And now I can go forward from here. I like, yeah, you have to have that separation, like that detachment from them, absolutely. For sure. And I love the way you worded it. Right. It's so true. Like just detach and, yeah. you know, just understand that it, that it is what it is. And you're in business. It's not a marathon or it's not a a race. It's more of a, you know, slow and steady growth. And you're just going to keep correcting your mistakes. Yeah. So money mindset is the first one. Can we go through the five? Absolutely. Cool. Let's do it. (laughs) So the second one is knowing how to read your financial statements, because if you can't read them, you're not going to understand what your numbers are telling you. Right. And it's not as complicated as it is, or as people make it out to be right. It's just not understanding how the process works. So right. break it down. Look at your income statement. You have revenue coming in, you have expenses going out, and what what's left over is profit before taxes. And then you understand how to allocate money for taxes so that you don't get stuck with the surprise tax bill. Right. So that's really important. And then looking at the balance sheet. The balance sheet really simplicity it is what you own as a business. And the money that you owe that you have to pay out as a business. I mean, you have leftovers, your equity. That's all it is. It's just showing you um, how much cash or cash equivalent that you have in the business. So understanding those two very important financial statements is key. And then once you understand that, it doesn't take long to learn those. And then the third step is create a business financial plan. And this is by far my most favorite step 
because this is where you're going to really understand what's going on in your business. Because what you're going to do is you're going to look at where you are currently in your business. You're going to take all that money mindset work that you did and, and those goals that you set, and that comes into play. You're going to set your goals. And for the next 12 months, you're going to map it out. And you're going to figure out, like, say, for example, if you are, and I'm just throwing numbers out there, if you're earning $100,000 in your business in a year, but you want to get to, like, let's say 500000 which is a realistic goal, you're going to map out how, like, from where you are, how much you need to increase in revenue right. per month and have it realistic and get you to that 500000 in 12 months. But you're also going to look at the expenses that increase with it as well. And if you need to add new resources like team members or uh, outsource some help or, you know, bring in, you know, extra support that you would need, whatever it may be, you, you map it all out. So you understand all the moving parts that it's going to take to grow your business. You also look at your net profit margin to make sure that your net profit margin is either staying the same or it's growing along with your revenue numbers, because that's really important. So many business owners aren't looking at that number. And then the fourth step, I mean, it's great to do a business financial plan, but if you're not monitoring that, the fourth step is looking at your business numbers each and every month, run those financial reports, look at what you had planned, compare what you planned versus what you actually did. And that's where you get the really juicy stuff, right? That's Mm -hmm. going to tell you what you need to correct in order to meet your goals for next month. If you came short or if you're doing really, really well, I mean, conversely, people don't think that they're going to look at, you know, great numbers, but if you're doing really well, you can see what's working and how you can capitalize on it and do more of it and make more money from it. So it's really important, those step three and four. And while you're monitoring your, your expenses, that's where you look again. You figure out how much money you owe for taxes and you put that money aside. You're using an estimate. You put that money aside into a separate bank account so you don't get those surprise tax bills. And you also need to understand that just because you're paying taxes, that's not a bad thing. Paying taxes is actually a privilege because what that means is you're making profit. And some people are under the misconception that the more money they make, the more taxes that they're going to be paying. So they think that they're losing money. But that's not the case because yes, you're going to pay more in taxes, but if you look at the percentage, it's not increasing. It's your dollar amount that's increasing. So it's always a good thing to be making more money and paying more taxes. I mean, nobody loves to pay taxes, right? right. (laughs) I'm not going to convert everybody into saying, oh, I love paying my taxes. But if you just reframe it and look at it like this is a privilege because so many business owners are losing money. Mm-hmm. You know, you get to pay your taxes, you're making profit, you pay taxes on that profit and you work with your tax accountant. And then the fifth and final step is knowing how to manage your cash flow. So many business owners look at their bank accounts and they think, oh, if I've got money in my bank account, then I should be able to spend it. But that's not how it works, right? right? You have to plan for your cash flow. You need to understand what's coming in and what needs to go out. So that's why it's really important to go back to step four and see how much profit you're making, because that profit is what you get to keep, not what's in your cash balance. So I teach that that five-step framework 
so that all encompasses shows business owners. It really breaks it down and makes it more simple and helps them understand what they need to understand as a business owner to create profit in their business. We are taking a TV time out to give you a free goodie today. If you are in network marketing, if you're building a team, if you are mentoring people and need to onboard them to be successful, I am giving you my free team checklist. This is what I use personally to onboard my new coaches to help simplify the process. And it is duplicatable team wide. So if you're feeling overwhelmed with recruiting, if you don't feel confident bringing in your new team members and helping them be successful, this is any organization, any network, you can tweak this and customize it, but it's a really solid framework so that you can have confidence recruiting and building the empire that you want to build. Go to micafolsomfit.com slash team checklist to grab this freebie. Yeah. I love that. And I think it's so interesting because so oftentimes we see things where they're like, uh, five figure launch and six figure launch and seven figure launch and whatever. And then it's like, but how much did they spend in ads and how much did they spend in? Yes. I love that you bring that up. Right. Because it's (laughs) like, you can get so skewed. So as business owners, you really have to have that just capacity to look at all of the moving parts, because if you're not actually bringing in income that is paying the bills and supporting the life you want to live and doing the things, and it's all just going back into building your business even bigger, but you're not actually seeing any of it. What is the actual point? So it's like, this is so fundamental to understand and to really stay on top of on a monthly basis so that you can make educated decisions and action plans moving forward. Yes. I love again, how you worded that. Like you're definitely speaking my language here and it's all about making informed decisions so that you can create more profit. But so many, so many, especially for women, they get caught in, or the, the, the experience that I've had with my clients is there's this message that they have where it's like, I can't make more money because if I make more money, then that means that I'm a very greedy person Oh my gosh! Yes. or I'm selfish or, you know, like I, I only need to make as much money as I need to live and stuff like that. And I really love to challenge and it's not just women, it's men too. And I'd love to challenge them on this because why not put more wealth in your hands? Right. And that goes back to money mindset too, yeah. because your money mindset, if you are thinking, well, it's greedy and I can't make a lot of profit, then that's going to hold you back in your business. Absolutely, Creating profit is a great thing because it builds the economy. You can reinvest into your, your community or you could, you know, donate, create not-for-profits. There's so many things that you can do that's good with money. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like, you know, external. It could be sending your kids to school yeah. debt-free or, you know, like whatever your financial goals are. It's totally okay to achieve them. Yeah. This is something that comes up. I mentor a lot of women in business and it comes up so frequently, but like, who am I to get more than like, we are already taken care of and we already have what we need. So I feel yes. selfish, like setting bigger goals and wanting more, but it's like, if you really think about it at the core, if you're only ever concerned with your little bubble, like your family, your little ecosystem and you only ever have what you need to take care of yourself and you don't have any extra, 
you never get to look outside yourself and serve at the capacity that you're able. And when you're, when you have more, when you have a surplus, when you have extra, you're able to give more, you're able to do more. You're able to have a life of choice that allows you to just do what you want with who you want, when you want, where you want. And most people listening to this, I would argue are very good human beings. And if they made a lot more money, they would do a lot more good in the world. Yeah. And so I love that you're bringing this up because, oh my gosh, if they could just break through that, it is like a huge wall for so many people. It's a huge wall. And another thing to consider too, I mean, all your points were really excellent, but as you grow, you're going to need to hire people too. So whether you're outsourcing or you're bringing in new team members, you're fueling the economy. Yeah. So it's good, 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 good all around. (laughs) I totally agree. It's so cool because especially like looking back to when I started my business, I didn't know what the heck I was doing and I didn't know what I wanted. And I didn't know, like, I just knew the life that we wanted to build. And along the way, like we've been able to hire full-time employees and we've been able to outsource certain things that allow them to do work that they absolutely love. And it's stuff that I don't enjoy. And I'm like, who would love to do this? But they do, they love it. And it's so cool to be able to provide a life opportunity for someone to do the work that they love on their terms. And you get to help them do that. Like that is something that I didn't even expect or like think about when I started, but it's been such a blessing to be able to help people do that. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. This is such a great conversation. Okay. You mentioned taxes. I want to bring this up for a sec because obviously all like everybody needs their own tax person and it all kind of varies. At what point in your business would you recommend someone like get with a CPA, get with a tax, like all of those things and don't just like try to do it themselves? Right from the beginning, okay. I love it. <laughs> you know, when you're setting up your business and you know that you have to do a tax return for your business, you need to consult the experts. I mean, yes, there's software out there that teaches you how to do it yourself and, you know, stuff like that, but it takes years for a tax accountant to be a tax expert and they're tax experts for a reason. And looking at your individual financial situation, and it's not just looking at the money that you're earning, it's looking at your family status, um, other things that are going on in your life, your tax accountant is going to create the best tax saving strategy for you and your business. So it's very tempting for people to say, well, my best friend who started their business does it this way, their tax accountant told them to do it this way. So I'm going to do it that way. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Because that best friend of yours has a very different life than what you have. So everybody's got their own tax story, like sort of imprint that they should be following. So I highly recommend getting that professional advice right from the beginning so that you're not making mistakes and you're saving as much money as you possibly can on your taxes. I love that. And I think it's that it's understanding like as a business owner, there's going to be certain expenses that you're going to take on that are new, like hiring Mm -hmm. a tax accountant and hiring a team of people to do things that they're the best at that you don't have to do. But I think so many entrepreneurs get stuck in that, like, but I do all the things and I wear all the hats and I, and I do the books and I do this and I do my taxes and I do the marketing. And it's like, like you can't do what you're best at if you're trying to do all the things. 
Exactly. This is an area where it will more than pay for itself many times over when you're working with someone who knows what they're doing, because they're going to save you so much in taxes when you're working with someone who's, you know, an expert that's, that's good at what they do. And I love yet again, you've said it so eloquently. I love it. That's perfect. Yeah. That that was one of the things that kind of freaked me out at the beginning because I'm like, oh man, we're investing quite a bit in like working with our financial team. And then when we went through all of our taxes and saw all of the numbers, I'm like, oh, wow, that definitely paid for itself like multiple times over. So then obviously like logically it made sense. And that was an easy spend. I'm like, that is a smart expense. That's a smart investment into my business. And the amount of emotional stress that it alleviated, not having to worry about all of that stuff that I don't love to worry about. Like, I don't love to, I know my numbers and I, we get the monthly report and we go through all the things, but I don't have to be tracking it. And I don't have to be doing all the things. And that stuff takes the fun out of a lot of business when you're trying to do all of that work that you just really don't enjoy. Exactly. Exactly. And having somebody who can support you and say, Hey, what you're doing and where you're investing, that's bang on because you're getting a return for your investment is huge. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And it's, and it's something that I think like as a family, you've kind of got to figure out too, like, even though I bring in a lot of our income through our businesses, my husband is the one who more so works with our financial team. And he enjoys that the numbers, he enjoys Mm -hmm. the investments. He enjoys all of that stuff way more than I do. So I'm plugged in, but like, I kind of like let him take the reins on that. And that's what works for us. So I think too, it's like, find your sweet spot, find what you enjoy as a family and what works best. But this needs to be a part of the conversation. Like it needs to be. And it reminds me of a story. If you don't mind me sharing. Yeah, for sure. I had a client who, when she started working with me, she was so stressed out about her Facebook ads, the the spend on them. And she's like, I know you're going to tell me to cut them because she was spending $1.5 million in Facebook ads per year. However, she was bringing in more than 3.5 million as a result of those Facebook ads. So would I be crazy to tell her to cut her Facebook ad spend? Absolutely. Because it's got a return on that investment. And just hearing that she's like, really? Oh, I feel so much better. She'd been carrying this stress around for years and she just needed somebody to, 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 you know, say, Hey, yeah, look at the numbers. The numbers are telling you that you are making profit off this investment. Therefore continue. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where like tracking the numbers is absolutely essential. Cause if you only looked at, okay, I'm spending a hundred by $1.5 million. Holy freaking crap to wrap your brain around that. Yeah. That's stressful. But then when you can visually see from this 1.5, you're getting 3.5 back. Duh. Yeah. (laughs) It just makes sense. Right. So knowing your ad spend, knowing your cost per lead, knowing the conversion rate, all of those things are so important. And if you're like, that makes me want to throw up, that's why you hire someone else to do all those things (laughs) for you so that you don't have to. So if you're not at that point yet, that's okay too. But when you get there and it makes you want to strangle yourself, hire someone to do it because someone else out there loves 
doing all of that stuff. I can promise exactly. You. I mean, whether you're spending ten thousand dollars or fifty or a hundred or a million, it's what you're comfortable with, yep. and you're you know you just need that reassurance that you are creating profit off that investment, which is really yeah. important. Nobody wants to just throw spaghetti at the wall and hope it sticks. Like you exactly. need to know what you're spending, what you're getting back from it. And then you can make the informed decision. Okay. This makes sense to continue to do, or to increase that spend or to invest more or whatever, or, mm -hmm. okay, we need to take the foot off of this so that we can allocate it in another direction because that's not making sense anymore. And that's business. It's always going to evolve. It's always going to be changing. So we've got to stay on top of those things. Exactly. I love it. Is there anything else you would want to tell our listeners who are kind of in the weeds of building their business, creating more profit, managing all the things. Um, what yeah. would you say? Bookkeeper. Awesome. Definitely hire a good qualified bookkeeper. And many people, you know, they, they fear this expense as well because they're like, well, it's so expensive. I could do it myself or I can find mm -hmm. somebody cheaper. But trust me when I say this as an accountant who has over 20 years of experience, when I get books back from an unqualified bookkeeper and I have to go through, well, I don't, I no longer do it myself, but if I did and I had to go through that mess, it's mm -hmm. cheaper in the long run for you to just hire somebody qualified to do it than it is to pay your accountant to fix all the mistakes that they've right. made. So for various reasons, a bookkeeper is really your first line of financial foundation. They're entering your financial data. You want to make sure that they're entering it correctly so that when you do run your reports, they're not wrong. Absolutely. Right. So, you know, all the, all the steps that I took you through, um, you know, understanding your financial reports and stuff, if you have not invested in having a good bookkeeper to keep that financial foundation, correct, accurate, and timely, then you're going to be making decisions off the wrong information. Right. That's, I love that you, I love that you went back there. That was the very first thing that we, that we invested in from a financial standpoint, and it was after, so I had been in business for six months and then it was time to file taxes. And we had not, like, I was just tracking my own stuff and keeping receipts and looking through card statements. And it was a royal mess. It was awful. <laughs> I hated it. I was like, this is terrible. This is so stressful. I'm never doing this again. And we hired a bookkeeper in January that year and it made life so much better. So much, so much better. better. So highly <laughs> recommend. Absolutely. 10 out of 10. Um, Melissa, I love it. Where can our listeners find more about what you do, connect with your podcast, all of the things. Yeah. So she means profit.com is sort of the central place. Go there. That's where the blog is. And there's links to the podcast and to the awesome. YouTube channel as well. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking time out to educate our listeners and to help them just feel more empowered. I want our listeners more than anything else to like be able to take a breath and be like, okay, I can do this. I don't have to be scared to make more money. I'm capable. I can do this. I can do big things. That fear of success is such a real thing. And I it's think a so lot real. of it stems from this, this Ugh, I don't know how to manage it all. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I don't know how to do taxes. I don't know what that means. I'm going to have to pay more. I'm going to, all of these things that really it's, it, it'll work itself out, but get your team in place and get the yeah. proper people in place that can help you do it. So you don't have to be stressing and wasting energy on it. Cause that's, 
no fun absolutely and never check out of your finances just because you have a bookkeeper or an accountant helping you doesn't mean that it gives you permission to never look at what's going on in your business you are ultimately responsible for your business so make sure you understand what's going on absolutely i love it well thank you so much you guys if this was helpful for you make sure you share it with all of your entrepreneur friends anyone else who might be going through some of these things and benefit from learning from melissa all right We will see you back in another week. Thank you so much, Melissa. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so fun. Of course. We'll have to do it again. Awesome. Okay. Bye, you guys. Wrapping up another episode. And I just want to thank you for sticking around. Before you head out, I would love to hear from you. It would mean the world to me if you left this podcast a quick review wherever you're listening from. And if you got some nuggets from the message today, don't forget to share it with your friends, your team, and your Instagram story so that anyone else who needs it can find it too. And be sure to tag me so that I can shout you out and share your page with my friends. Thanks for hanging. Now let's go take action on those goals and dreams because if you can feel it in your heart and see it in your head, then you can hold it in your hand. So until next time, go do your craft.